What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch football this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. Kyle, welcome. Thank you. It's uh, a Tua's day here on Draft Dudes. I don't think I understand the reference. Tua's day. Tua. Tuesday. Tuesday. You'll know. Hey, listen, you'll know. I'm just ready for a new quarterback, that's all. Sure, but you'll find if you – you have an opportunity. You play the Bills on Sunday. You play Jacksonville on Thursday. If it needs to be done, you've got that extra time between mm-hmm. week three and four. There's your mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Game one against Seattle. I think you're, you wrote an article for the Draft Network. I did. This is something that came out this morning. So I read it. Um, did you agree I, with it? Yeah, I think you did a really nice job of like just that life cycle of Tua what it looks like for like every stop that he's been and how oh, you mean games. for fits. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say for fits. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're like rinse, repeat. And, and I'm like, I, I, that clicked with me. You know what I mean? My dude has played 16 years and has never played. He's played for eight teams in 16 years and has never played for the same team for more than four years. That's amazing. And he's getting ready to got- pass Steve Young on the all time passing list. This is what you said. Step one, energize the team with his personality, intelligence, and infectious leadership. Step two, produce outrageously fun results with his gunslinger mentality. Step three, inevitably regress and see those same fun, risky throws turn into devastating, frustrating turnovers. Uh, Step four, get benched for a more high-ceiling quarterback. Step five, pick a new team. Step six, rinse and repeat. It's It's when Fitzmagic goes to Fitztragic, and it's just what always happens, happens with this guy. Remember how amazing the first two games of 2018 was for Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mm-hmm. He dropped. He was like 900 something passing yards. Mm-hmm. By week six, he was on the bench. Right, <laughs> that's the way it goes. And he they kept him in when Jameis came back, right? Like, like okay, right. We like Jameis was this. back, and we're like, no, hot hand, and hot hand turned cold real quick. So let me ask you this, and. We actually just finished our TDN scouting staff call, and, and there was a, a phrase in there that resonated with me. You were talking about the Giants and the right tackle. Cam, Cam Fleming struggled last night. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about, okay, well, Matt Pert's got to be at least somewhat like that. And if you're going to make rookie mistakes with a player, make it with a rookie, right, instead of a veteran. Right. So let me ask you this. When you think about the infrastructure of the Dolphins' offense, two rookie starters on the offensive line, Devontae Parker uh, dealing with a hamstring uh, a new system. Every, it's a lot of new things moving together here. Do you worry about putting him into this before the offense is ready for him, or do, are you comfortable with Tua failing forward? I know that was something when the Bills went to Josh Allen, you talked a lot about, okay, fail forward with him, and you've mentioned that for other quarterbacks. Is Tua and his injury history and all that a guy that you're comfortable failing forward with? I'm encouraged by the fact that their protection was really good against New England. Yeah, it was. They did a really nice job in pass protection. And they had 30 pass attempts in that game. And, and Fitz, I believe, was only sacked once. 
and he two total pressures or something. Yeah, and he ran into the sack. So like Solomon or Kinley at at right guard and Austin Jackson are two rookie starters at left tackle, but Austin really looked apart. I'm impressed with how he's performed versus you know what he showed at the especially at the end of his career against Iowa, in which he he really struggled against AJ Epinesa. So like. But if you can keep that balance, and I think they had 27 rush, rush attempts as a team, so they had nearly a 50-50 split despite the fact that after the opening possession in the second quarter, they were down by 11 points. That's, that's the whole thing is, is, you know, don't take a 65% pass run ratio. And I don't think – I think they'll be disciplined enough to not do that. And if you're going to play in an offense that requires – tight window accuracy and Ryan Fitzpatrick, 40% of his pass attempts were tight window throws in week one because nobody could separate against the Patriots. Two is a more accurate passer than Ryan Fitzpatrick is. So just that internal clock, two and a half seconds is that magic number. Get that ball yeah. out of your hand. And if yeah. you can do that with consistency and you should be able to in this chain Gailey offense, I think Tua opens the door for more RPO type stuff, which can kind of help mask some of the limitations that these receivers are going to naturally physically have. Well, I think we've already kind of mentioned you have these two games coming up, Buffalo on Sunday, Jacksonville on Thursday. Mm -hmm. You'll find out if if that offensive line will be able to hold up. The Bills are really eight deep with defensive linemen that can play, and Jacksonville has Chase on and um, Josh Allen, who are really good pass rushers. And I know that you don't think much of Taven Bryan. No, I think he's fine. I just don't think he's like – I'm not – (laughs) <laughs> not writing home about Taven Bryan. That's all right. He's I'm just saying for the challenges that you're going to face and mm-hmm. you know, Dwayne Smoot actually had a pretty decent game against the Colts. So you'll find out. And then Seattle, let's face it, not necessarily a great pass rush team. So that might not be the, the wrong team to play with a, with a West coast team coming all the way across the country yeah. to play a one o'clock kickoff game. Sign me up. Yeah. And so that's the thing is, I mean, let's say you're at worst case scenario, zero and three, let's say you're one and two. I mean, if the offense is still struggling, no matter what, you know, I think it's a good, it's a good catalyst opportunity. And that's that Flores did this last year. He benched Fitzpatrick after two games for Josh Rosen and Rosen came in and started three games and and was bad and got benched again. So So this wasn't even on our slate of topics. No, it wasn't. And this always happens. Want to make sure everybody knows about our friends over at NFL game pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes thanks to condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. You can learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Yeah. But we did have two games last night and some young young quarterback play in the Giants-Steelers game that uh, 
really tantalizing and teasing performance from Daniel Jones in that you could see the physical potential is there. And Pittsburgh just blitzed this man to death. And this protection had no answers for it. (laughs) And as a result, a lot of those negative plays that haunted his play last year, I believe it was 31 turnover-worthy plays Daniel Jones had in 2019 as a rookie. Well, he had an egregious interception down on the goal line after a 19-play drive came up with zero points. He had another interception, and some of the pressures that he took, just not – you have to have more control of your protections in your offense to be able to get out of some of these negative plays. I guess I I hear you on the, the negatives with Daniel Jones, and maybe I'm – I feel some certain type of way about it because I root for a team that has Josh Allen at quarterback. I continue to kind of be impressed by Daniel Jones and I, I didn't expect him to have everything figured out by start. What is this 15 for his career or 14? Right. And he's going up against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which is one of the best three or five in the NFL. He's pressured on 26 of his 48 drop box drop backs last night. Pittsburgh blitzed him 29 times. And I still think he played pretty good, all things considered. Right. That's what makes him so frustrating. Right. So I, I think that's okay, though, right? Like, I think we have to go back to our expectations with Daniel Jones. And I think when I think about that and I think about where he's at and I think about the opponent he played and just, I mean, that Cam Fleming's his right tackle. The two guys at guard are the ones that pissed. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm pissed at Kevin Zeitler and Will Hernandez. Those guys had to be better for the young quarterback in week one. And they weren't. Andrew Thomas at left tackle, he's going to take his lumps, right? Cameron Fleming, nobody wanted that guy to be the right tackle. But those two interior guys, they had to be better. So I think there's a couple interesting layers to early season play, especially with a young quarterback and a new head coach and new offense and Jason Garrett. You have no ability to quote-unquote, open up the playbook and handle pressure situations because you've only – your only install is whatever you got in training camp this year and whatever your week one game plan was. Tell me yeah. if this is an inaccurate statement to make. There are zero NFL teams right now that could walk into a game and have a quarterback access the entirety of the playbook at the line of scrimmage. Zero, huh? Zero, zero. I don't think in any offseason in week one, the entirety playbook is available for any team in Correct. any year ever. So, and that's, that's my point. Unless yeah. you bring back literally both your coordinators, your head coach, your entire starting lineup for like several seasons in a row. And that's well, part of the that's so the Drew part Brees, of the, right? Yeah, like Drew, so <laughs> yeah. Drew, Drew could be like, hey, remember that 2017 game yeah. against Atlanta where we did this? That's what we're going to, you know, tap into. But like, it's just not it, – that's part of the re, – like I was watching, obviously, the Miami-New England game, and, and Cam took a sack on a play, and Tony Romo's commented, commentating the game, and he says, you know, as you get deeper into the season, they'll have more at Cam's disposal to get out of some of these negative plays that you – you know you're screwed pre-snap. <laughs> you know it's not going to work. But you haven't done the install to have stuff at your disposal to get out of those plays. So the best thing you could possibly hope to do is flip the play. Yeah. Because you, you, unless you're going to come up with a kill, kill call on every single play. 
and have two plays called in the huddle on every play, just because you, you don't have the install of the offense. So I'll say that for Daniel Jones, but then I, I, the other side of the coin there is how much of that, my, my comp for him was Ryan Tannehill as a player. And, and Ryan in Miami constantly struggled with command at the line of scrimmage and how much control he was given. So, like, wasn't really good in his rookie season. Kay was a rookie. It's not good against Pittsburgh. Okay, it's week one new staff. If we get to week 10 and we are still not having the ability to get out of plays that you can blatantly see are going to be negative plays in the pre-snap, then I think we've got a problem. Yeah. So we got to let it flesh out. I think it's, you can have optimism and concern at the same time. Yes. And I like where he can go. I was so pissed at Evan Ingram for those drops. Oh, the one was brutal. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Shout out to some of these players in this Pittsburgh defense. My Lord. Welcome back. Stefan to it. Cameron Hayward's a freak. Tyson Alulu. <laughs> Alulu. Played out of his mind last night. New Pittsburgh Bud Dupree played, nose tackle. Who knew? Right. Bud Dupree out of his mind. TJ Watt out of his mind. And now they got two more guys at edge. Alex Highsmith and then Ola Adeniyi. I think I said his name right. Adeniyi. I don't know. But Pittsburgh, <laughs> I remember for years, we're like, can we just get one good edge player? Right. It's They're, Jerome Harrison or James Harrison and then whoever's opposite of him on any given year. Right. And now it's like Dupree's coming into his own. Watts one of the best five defensive players in the league. And those two backups look like they're nice players. And so this team has really good edge depth. And then, I mean, obviously to it and Hayward up front. I mean, that's just a lot to deal with. If football's still about the line of scrimmage, they got it going for them on the defensive side. Yeah. Pittsburgh looks great. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the past 20 years. So whether you're looking for new taillights, motor oil, carpet, or engine control modules, or anything else for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same for Rock Auto customers, whether you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer. So why would you go anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Ben, not about so ben? much. What about Ben? Yeah, yeah, let's get to Ben, right? You look a little bit like Ben Roethlisberger right now. Listen. With the beard. I, put my, I don't even have my hat. On. Okay, first of all, this is weird. We never do podcasts where we have a right video now. thing going. Yeah, it's weird. So right well, That's not true. We do the live shows together. Yeah, I know, and that makes us a little more familiar, but I'm looking at the comments. Now I just have you, right? Right. Just staring deeply into each right. other's eyes. Normally we don't football. do that, you know? You know? I'm pretty sure most of the time you're still in bed. Uh, it's there's, probably 50-50 hit, right? Yeah, there's, there's some cats snuggling with you, you know? I got a good home office setup. What are you going to say? You do. Uh, yeah, so Ben, this was another thing that we talked about in the, in the TDN staff meeting that we just finished, and we likened it, Jordan Reed likened it to what Peyton Manning was like when Manning <laughs> was in Denver as far as 
hold on. I got to stop you. Okay. I love that you're doing this right now because Jordan Reed, Reed's going off on this scouting meeting. He's like, man, I thought about tweeting this out last night. Yeah, but I'm not tweeting it for Pittsburgh <laughs> fans to find. I'm just I know, saying it I know. audibly. I, I just wanted to, to just kind of put that covering over this. I, I will take – I will fall on the grenade for Jordan. I agree <laughs> with him one million percent. Ben, Ben's play is going to have to evolve if he's going to work at a high level throughout the course of this season. Because first game back in a year, didn't look like he had the most life on his arm. It's not the Peyton Manning thing where he's got the neck issue, so like he can't really drive the ball anymore, and he, lose, he has all this atrophy, and he doesn't have muscle strength and whatever. Ben, he had a pretty significant throwing elbow injury. And given the fact that he's almost 40, I don't think anybody should be surprised that his arm has a little less pop than what it did. But if you're going to thrive this year in the twilight of your career, you can't play the way you used to play. You're going to have to evolve. It's like that power pitcher in baseball that then learns once his fastball goes from 98 to 92, he learns how to paint the corners and throw with a little bit of finesse. That's what Ben's going to have to do as far as his anticipation as a thrower and kind of increase his clock a little bit, which is going to be a really interesting study because so much of what Ben has done throughout the course of his career and what made him so challenging is those plays where he is just fearless to stare down the barrel of the gun and then zip it out after he shrugged off three would-be sacks. I think it's fair to say that Ben played a good football game last night. He did. He was, he was fine. The moment where I realized that I wasn't watching vintage Ben was early in the game where the pocket's collapsing around him, and he had a little bit of space, right? And he looks to his left, and there's a Giants defender right there. And I know, I know Ben Roethlisberger. I've been watching this guy play football for a long time, and I know what he normally does. He puts that ball over his head and kind of swims over him, and then he extends yep. a play and, and heaves it down the field to somebody, and it's a long play. And he looked at that guy, and he was frozen. And he was that the one where he tried to like shovel it out to the back and he just kind of like underhand lofted it. That and was he put it too far in front of James Connor. That was a different play, but those plays were relatively close to each other. And so you kind of, kind of seeing that sequence, I'm like, man, he used to just shake all this off and just rip it. And, and then so. he tried to, in the second half, he tried to back out of one where he had a guy that like came up and got him on like the, the shoulder pad and he backed up and he looked to like, kind of like start to, tiptoe his way out there and he he just he didn't have the ability to escape that rush and granted nobody's gonna break all your tackles but Ben you expect him at least like he should break the first two guys every time because he's Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger that's part of the legend of Ben Roethlisberger uh 36 dropbacks he was pressured nine times so that's a pretty good clip if, if the Steelers can keep it about there yeah that'll be good but he's gonna be face thrilled. a whole lot better pass rushes than the New York Giants here coming up and I'll face a lot better and more sticky secondaries too. So right. that's, for me, that's where it's like, okay, like, glad you got your feet wet. We were in a closely contested game here for the first half before we kind of figured out, you know, how to attack them. But if you're playing the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think you're going to have the same margin for error as in the secondary and, and the timing of your throws, if you're not going to have the same juice on your throws as what you do against the New York Giants. I was just looking for that. When's that first Ravens game? It's October 25th. At Baltimore. Week seven. Yeah. One o'clock game. We, need, we want to see that one. Put that in prime. Put that, on, put that at least put that at 430, 425. 
the second time they play is on Thursday night, uh, November 26th. I, that's probably Thanksgiving. That sounds like Thanksgiving. Yeah. 8.20. So. Very good. Those will be fun. So we'll get Dallas versus somebody. somebody. Detroit versus somebody. And we'll get a good game in the evening. So here's your way too early look at the Thanksgiving games this year. Uh, what, that's the last, Okay, so it's Houston at Detroit. That's your first kick. Washington at Dallas. And then Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Can we talk about Washington being in sole possession of first place in the NFC, what, you know, NFC East right now? I think we're going to play the rest of the year and see what happens. I, I, it's impressive. I'm happy for them. Resilient effort. Great front seven. Talk to me in week 17. Just, man, Dallas and Philadelphia, man. They're just, are they, are they ever going to not make us sweat? Like, we predicted these teams to both win double-digit games this year. And we got to stop buying. They we got to stop buying, man. Right. Like, at some point, the egg's just on our face. That's like, okay, right. like, oh, Mike McCarthy, new head coach. Yeah, well, Mike McCarthy, new head coach, who apparently watched every play from the 2019 season sitting at his house, uh, didn't think it'd be a good idea to tie the football game with six minutes left in the game passed on a field goal fourth and four that felt like mike mccarthy trying to like completely go against the grain because there's those narratives that he's old school when he hasn't evolved and i think it was like this moment for him where he was going to show everybody that he was going to be aggressive and then it was just not the right time to do that correct and it's so. not like it's not like you were like on the one inch line either you were like outside the 10 it's like fourth and four and I think they got tackled a yard short. They ran a little, like, rub route or, or cross route underneath and got tackled short of the sticks. And just, like, can't imagine. I'm all for aggressiveness, but when, there's, when you probably are going to get two more possessions tops in the game, take the points and tie the game. Dak had 39 passing attempts in this game, two were targeted more than 20 yards down the field. Playing in a phone booth, huh? With these, how did the offensive line perform according to what you have at your disposal? The, the Cowboys offensive line? Yes. Was there an excuse for them to frequent? I know Aaron Donald crushed yeah. inside. They, um, Dak, there's 17 total pressures. Let me see. If, okay, so he was pressured on 19 of 45 dropbacks. So a healthy clip. Yeah, above average. Man, but like Rams corners outside of Jalen or Troy Hill and who? And you got Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, and you took two 20-yard shots down the field? I think Amari had 15 targets in this game. Wow. So it, it felt like – they had to get him the ball. I don't know. You're paying him $20, $20 million. No, man. Just throw to the guy that's open. 13 targets. And then CD had seven. Michael Gallup only had three targets. 50 yards on those three targets. And they also they lost their tight end for the year. So we're going to have the um, Dalton Schultz show at tight end, which I like Dalton Schultz coming out. So should be interesting to watch how that develops. But between that and – Leighton Van Der Esch getting hurt again. Like, I feel like an idiot for buying Dallas again. 
They went after Ramsey, though. Uh, targeted nine times, gave up eight catches for 81 yards. Passer rating against of 104.2. And that doesn't include the uh, deep Amari catch that they graciously called offensive pass interference on that would have put Dallas in position to kick a game-tying field goal in the final minute. In addition to Ramsey missing two tackles. Ooh. We're just saying. I'm not saying anything. I think Joe's just saying, though, because I'm watching I'm your face right I'm just happy for now. Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville unloads this guy. They pay him $105 million. They give up two first-round picks. C.J. Henderson goes out there and balls out. He's our Panini uh, AFC Defensive Rookie of the Week this week, and he deserved it. Targeted yep. 10 times in coverage. They're going after him. Gave up five completions. Surrendered 58 yards, only one total yard after the catch. He had three pass breakups, an interception, two run stuffs. It's terrific. So now you get a guy on like a, a tenth of the, the contract. You have extra first-round picks for him, and he's a hungry young player as opposed to Jalen Ramsey who's looking at mansions in L.A. I respect the move that they made for where they are in their life cycle as a team. That's what it's always about. Where are you as a team? And if you've got that understanding, you've got that context, makes decisions a lot easier to understand, a lot easier to justify, even if they hurt, even if emotionally it hurts. And I'm sure for Jacksonville, Ramsey was one of these guys that came in and helped energize the, the franchise and got him out of the doldrums of being just frequently average or, or not even average, bad. <laughs> And he brings this swagger and attitude about him. And he's from Florida State. So, like, that's right in his neck of the woods. I get why you love him. But with everything that Jacksonville has, when you look at the entirety of the picture, wouldn't be surprised if we look back and say Jacksonville came out on the right end of that decision. Uh, can we close on this real quick, this Allen Robinson stuff? Yeah, we need to. All right, because all I know – is that he's removed Bears things from his social media. I'm getting, I'm getting breaking news alerts on my phone that, that Allen, Allen Robinson. Robinson has removed the Bears from his social media. That is breaking news somehow in 2020. So what's going on here? If I'm not mistaken, they just won in week one, right? Why are we he talking did. about Allen Robinson playing for another team today? Because uh, he's an expiring contract, and now he's scrubbing the Bears from his account. Who did this? Somebody just did this. I feel like it happens all the time. Was right. It? It's, I don't know if it's just like I'm going to send a message or what, but you know, from a news perspective, gossip perspective, oh, Allen Robinson wiped every sign as an expiring player that he's a member of the Chicago Bears. He wiped it off the face of his social media accounts. Is he, does he feel disrespected that he doesn't have a new deal already? Is that what this is about? Uh, let's see. I know he said that there's a lot of cap on here. Are you familiar with that lingo? Like no cap? Like, brother, I have no idea what you were talking about. So I was hoping you would keep talking so I could okay. figure it out. So like no cap means like no lie. So cap is like a lingo word for lie now. Now I'm aware. So Jay, or Alan Robinson said, LOL, it'd be a lot of cap out here, I swear. And that was, me know. that was last night at 9 p.m. So that's affirming some of the suspicions that people are having about this? Is that what I'm gathering? I think he's seeing everything that everybody's saying on all sides of the fence. And I know extend Allen Robinson was trending. Yeah. So I don't know where Allen sits on like his mood with Chicago, but you would think 
based on scrubbing Chicago from his accounts. It, it indicates in some way, shape, or form, whether it's he doesn't want to be here long-term or he's mad he hasn't got a contract offer that he likes to get extended, he's not happy. So he signed three years, 42, originally with Chicago. Uh, he's probably looking at Nuke Hopkins getting his deal. Julio Jones every year seems like the, he gets some kind of extra money added on. Right. And he's sitting over here producing with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky throwing him the football, and he's like, I'm 27. I'm a great player. I want a bone. And, and Alan, they watching their team go out and give money to Jimmy Graham, Robert Quinn. He wants his, he wants his, um, he wants his had, own bag. This dude had 98 receptions for 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns last year on that Chicago offense. Yeah. Great numbers. And he came out yesterday or on uh, Sunday and had five for 74 on pace one sixteenth of the way to a 1,000 yard season yet again. You want he's worth money? it. He's worth it. Yeah, I'd give he's him one of the best what, receivers in the game. What did Cooper Cup just get? 18 or 16? He got 16. Uh, I think 16, yeah. I'd ra- I, would pay, I would pay Allen Robinson more than what I'd pay Cooper Cup. Well, that's, what Al- Al- that's exactly what Allen Robinson's thinking. Cooper Cup just got his. Cooper Cup. Yeah. I don't blame him. So the, the Bears should just get this done, right? And then he can either that or his Bear logos back. or Either that or trade him. Send him to the Dolphins. No, somebody's like, oh, Patriots should trade for Allen Robinson because <laughs> they won week one. It's like, oh, okay. I want to see what that Patriots offense looks like as more people get tape on them. Yeah. And as Cam, as Cam, if – if you want to run Cam 15 times a game, right? Okay, he's 31. Let's so last and, and, week five. And and if he lasts the full season, more power to him. But good luck negotiating the next deal. If that's going to be the expectation for what your workload's going to be, is is that how many rushing attempts he had? 15. 15? It's a. It was. I think it was like a career high. Yeah, because I I've been doing work on rushing attempts and quarterbacks. And for for Cam's career, he's right at 7.4 rushing attempts per game. So 15. Belichick said, I got one year, $500,000 guaranteed. Let's run this guy into the dirt. Worked well for him week one. Yeah, we'll see how it evolves. I don't think that's sustainable, though. Lamar averaged since the start of last year uh, when Lamar took over as the full-time quarterback with Baltimore, right? Not the seven-game sample size mm-hmm. of 2018. Starting last year, week one, up until, you know, including the game week one this year. Lamar uh, Jackson is averaging 11.4 rushing yard, uh, attempts per game. Josh Allen's averaging just a tick over seven for his career. He had 14 on Sunday against the and Jets, that was but a two of them were kneel downs. Him. Yeah, it was, it was a career high, but two of them were kneel downs. So I, I guess you could say 14, but it's probably more like 12. So, I mean, that, that 15 carries game is on pace for 240, <laughs> 240 rush attempts in a season. Yeah, you got to knock off 50 or 75 of that. Yeah. So it'll evolve. Uh, New England did an excellent job keeping Miami off balance. And with their familiarity, Belichick's familiarity with Flores, they knew what Flores was going to try and do when they get certain looks. So you knew what wrinkles to put in. You know Flores is going to zig, we're going to zag when you give us this pre-snap look. Well, in in 50%, so he threw the ball 22 times, 50% of those throws were play action for Cam. Right. They said it was midway through the fourth quarter, 80% of New England's plays were either run or runs or play action passes. Yeah. So he only had, 
They only 11. had a handful of traditional dropback yeah, passes, and 11. he was not nearly as effective on those. You are absolutely correct on that. Like glaringly different. Oh, very. Di- his completion percentage is eighteen point nine percent different. Eighty-eight point nine percent with play action, and you know, right at seventy without it. Yep. So, be fun to watch it evolve. But we'll see. Go get go get Allen Robinson. Give up a two. Fact or fiction? Allen Robinson plays the rest of the season for the Chicago. Bears. I think it's a fact. Yeah, I think it's a fact. Yeah, with you. It's a fact. We'll be back tomorrow with some bets. You happen to see who had a better betting success in no, draft no, dudes? No, it's, it's escaped my mind this weekend. Oh, I okay. Get a well, to look. we'll have to double check the facts and and see who had better better results in the the picking. We'll find out. Yep. Tomorrow. So make sure you come back. Hit subscribe. Come see us. Cow crabs, Jim Real. Thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes podcast. Hope to see you tomorrow.